0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket, this one for Hump Day. It's the 10th of January, the 10th of 2024, and how have you enjoyed your day if you're a Michigan Wolverine? Like, was yesterday the best? Did you talk shit to your Spartan buddies? Did you know any Buckeyes? They must have been crying. I gotta be honest, like, the best part of Michigan, winning a natty, the best part of you being a fan of Michigan winning a natty is the amount of crap that you get to talk, and nobody can say anything to you. Yeah, I'm sure a fair share of people in your life said, bah, 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 bah. "Who cares?" Like honestly, who cares? You didn't cheat. You've been waiting your whole life for this. You went through Brady Hoke and Rodriguez and losing to Toledo and getting your ass kicked by Mark D'Antonio and company. You didn't cheat. If that's the only comeback they got, that's pretty soft. That's pretty weak, to tell you the truth. Now, listen, they're going to have their day. Whenever the NCAA decides to tell Michigan what they're guilty of, and Michigan will have a chance to respond, and we'll see if Michigan is punished. But who the fuck cares? Your national champions enjoy it. Buy a T-shirt. Have your buddies buy you lunch. Go get the video. Do they make videos anymore? Probably not. Go watch some videos. And there you go. Like, I've been listening all day, people bringing up cheating and asterisks. The crazy thing about asterisks, whether it's Mike Tirico giving it to you when the Lions beat the Chiefs, or whether it's Chris Fowler saying what he said at the end of that national championship broadcast, none of it matters. Because in the record books, Michigan is not only national champions, however, they're also in the conversation for one of the greatest college football teams in the history of the game. Tell me I'm wrong. They're 15 and 0. They beat the SEC champion. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State. They went to Penn State and won without their coach. Like, yeah, maybe they broke some rules, but. Does it really look like they're upset over it? I don't think so. So hopefully you got to talk a lot of crap because that's the best part. That's the best part about your team winning a natty. Best part. Michigan State ain't going to win a natty anytime soon. And Ohio State, I mean, my goodness, Michigan State might be in a better situation than Ohio State is. My God, they are a train wreck. So I hope you enjoyed yourself. And now we get on to the real fun of the week. I mean, it was great to see Michigan win a natty, but if we're going to be completely honest, let's talk about something that really unites the entire city. That unites the entire state. And that's the Lions finally in a playoff game. In three short years, what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes were able to do. Finally, the first home playoff game in 30 years. The first home playoff game ever at Ford Field. And the best thing about this game is Matthew Stafford comes back to town. It is amazing. Now, yes, Jared Goff has his demons, and this game is massive for him. And we probably talk more Goff and the X's and O's tomorrow. But we needed a podcast to focus on Stafford. We needed this. We need this game. Because if you're being honest with yourself, The Lions in your lifetime have always had a ceiling, always, never been able to bust through that ceiling. Your mind has had a cap on it. Sure, you can fantasize about going to the Super Bowl, but it was never really real because you couldn't win a fucking playoff game. One playoff win since 1957. That is, of all the awful lion stats, the worst. And now you got a chance on Sunday to get rid of it. Show that you're different, that this regime is different, that this culture is different. And let me tell you something. Once you win that playoff game, and I think it's going to be on Sunday against Matthew Stafford and the Rams, but once you win that playoff game, then you start thinking about Super Bowl. Then you start thinking about you being a legit contender. And even though Dan Campbell believes they're legit and the team believes they're legit, and you might tell yourself you believe they're legit, you won't actually 100% believe it until you win a playoff game. That's always been the barometer here, win a playoff game. And it's something nobody could ever do. And now you're on the precipice. You are. And it's against your good old buddy Matthew Stafford. Stafford was here for 12 seasons. He had seven, count them. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. three, four, five, six. Seven. Seven. Ho ho ho. I'm like the count from Sesame Street. Seven. Ho, ho, ho. He had seven chances to either play in a game that made the playoffs, won the division, or won a playoff game. Seven chances. Guess what he did? He went 0 for 7. 0 for 7. Matthew Stafford took a quarter of a billion dollars from the Ford family, never did shit. And I was the one guy that railed against Matthew. And the longer time went on, other people joined me, but there was no more polarizing person for me Infuriating person than Matthew Stafford. Because for everybody like me that liked to point out his shortcomings, for everybody like me that like to say, man, it'd be nice in 12 seasons to win one playoff game or one division or host one home playoff game, it would have been nice. And I said that many times. For everybody like me, there was just as many people on the other side that did nothing but defend Matthew. Defend, defend, defend number nine. But, 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 there's no help around him. But, 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 the coaches were so bad. But, 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 the offensive line stinks. But, 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 he's never had a running game. Nobody was asking him to win a Super Bowl. He was the first overall pick of the draft. All people wanted was a playoff victory. And Matthew Stafford failed Miserably, And before you hit me with the, well, you know, it just wasn't his fault. What about 2014? Seven pro bowlers on that team. Matthew Stafford and back-to-back drives in the fourth quarter turned over the football. But, 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 they picked up the flag on Pettigrew. But, but, but. Matthew Stafford was infuriating to me. And while I admit he was the greatest Lions quarterback we've ever seen, what is that? That's like saying I have right here, you know, the most impressive pimple I've ever got. Like, honestly, who is he competing with? Dan Orlovsky? Joey Harrington? Dante Culpepper? John Kitna? Scott Mitchell? Even Eric Kramer? He actually won a playoff game. But I admit it. Matthew has all kinds of talent. But when it really came down to winning games or doing something special or getting that statue made of you in front of Ford Field, Matthew always came up short. And I always pointed it out. And I always got shit on for it. Years and years and years. Matthew never said anything ever about the losing, about the dysfunction. All Matthew Stafford ever said one time, he said, I want Jim Bob Cooter to come back as my OC, which the Lions granted him, by the way, and then Jim Bob was later off fired. People love this guy. They love him so much that when he left Detroit, they cheered him to a Super Bowl, which made me look stupid because I didn't think Matthew was capable of winning a playoff game. He goes all the way to the Super Bowl. He didn't win Super Bowl MVP. He threw two picks in every playoff game. But whatever, he did what I thought he could do. So I eat the crow there. But all these fans cheering him, the Detroit Rams, pretending like it was their Super Bowl, I got to be honest with you. There were probably more Detroit Rams fans than actual people that showed up to the Rams Super Bowl parade. But that's a different story for a different day. In order to be real, you got to win a playoff game. And there is no better person to do it against than Matthew Stafford. Exercise all those demons. Because if there's one individual, at least to me, that represents all the bad moments, all the misery, all the torment, it's that guy, number nine. And no, it wasn't all on him. Of course it wasn't all on him. But he was a part of a lot of it, wasn't he? You find a way to take him down on Sunday Night Football when the entire nation is watching? Then you can say to yourself, fuck, we can beat anybody. Let's go to Dallas and take down the Cowboys. Get revenge for what happened a couple weeks ago in Big D. I can't wait for this game. Have you seen how much ticket prices are going for? Just to get in the building, you're looking at $550. It's ridiculous, but kind of feel it's worth it. I do.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: got to beat Stafford, got to prove once and for all that this culture, that this organization is ready to move on from the sins of the past. I know Matthew Stafford was part of making Calvin great. I know Matthew Stafford was part of making Cooper Cup great. I know without Matthew Stafford, Puka Nakua never does anything or get that rookie receiving record. I get it all. It's always been like that. It always has been. It had to be perfect for Matthew. And when it wasn't, he had his defenders. He didn't have to defend himself because everybody defended him not being able to get the job done. Win this game. Beat him on Sunday. And I guarantee you feel different about this football team. This is the biggest Lions football game of our life. I wasn't alive in 1957. I was in ninth grade when they won their one playoff game. There wasn't this much angst back then. You didn't live through 30 years of garbage football in ineptitude and bad management at Matt Millen. You win a playoff game and that stuff is not erased, but damn it, it's easy to forget about, isn't it? It really is because it's the new culture. It's the new Lions. But there was a flip side. And this is why I decided to do this podcast today. Get it out of the way. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the X's and O's. And Friday, we're going to have Jim Costa on, who is a Matthew Stafford lover. From 97 Won the ticket, of course. Taking over the morning show in February. But I needed to dedicate one podcast that just Stafford. Because as good as it will be to beat him, and I think the Lions do win this football game, I think the place is going to be insane. I think it's going to be a memory that we never forget. It's going to be an all-time great Detroit moment. For as good as that's going to feel, there is a flip side. Because I guess there's a chance the Rams win. I guess there's a chance that Stafford exposes a questionable Lions secondary. I guess. And if that were to happen... That would be the worst possible thing in the history of Detroit Lions fans. Tell me I'm wrong. I had this conversation the other day, which prompted me to think about this long and hard. I don't even want to say this, but I will. If Stafford comes in on Sunday and beats the Lions doesn't turn over the football and throws three touchdowns and is the hero of the game. I don't even want to think about this, but if he does that, I'll just spit it out. Is that SOL? We haven't talked about SOL in forever. SOL is on life support. It's in the hospital, about to die. The little pulse, boop, 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 boop. But if Stafford comes in here, the one guy that couldn't win a playoff game, and if he wins a playoff game at Ford Field, if Matthew wins a playoff game at Ford Field when he's not even a lion. That's about as SOL as it gets. This was asked to me the other day, and I did think about it because I don't think about SOL very often. I used to think about it a lot more, but that would be the epitome of SOL. That would be SOL's greatest work. And even though you're shuddering right now, even though you're throwing stuff at your computer screen or you turned off this podcast, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. If the Lions lose to the Rams, no matter how they lose, whether it's the officials, whether it's Stafford, whether it's a pick by Goff, whatever the case is, lose by 20, lose by one, it doesn't matter. That is same old Lions. And that is the best, most creative script by Mr. S.O.L. himself. I picture S.O.L. having been gone because of the Hollywood writers' strike. And now that the strike is over, S.O.L. gets the work. He picks up the pen and the paper, and he writes the most brilliant script ever. That would be soul-crushing and bone-crushing to Lions fans. All the progress out the window. All the good vibes out the window. Is Campbell still a good coach? Of course. Will they still do special things next year? Maybe. But we will rethink everything. And I know right now that doesn't seem like the case. But trust me, I know this. That will be the most deflated place in America if Stafford comes in and wins. It can't happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to see an atmosphere like you saw in the Denver game on Sunday. I think that place is going to be bumping, insane, intense, crazy, off the hook. I think that alone allows the Lions to win the football game. I think you find ways to get the Matthew Stafford. You've been getting home more. There's more exotic blitzes. You have a healthier secondary to help if Stafford wants to launch. I do think you'll win the game. I think Jared Goff, he has to exercise his own demons. He's looking at McVay on the other side. I think he goes off against the Rams defense that, yes, can get home, but isn't all that impressive. I think the Lions win. But if they don't, It will be fucking heartbreaking and all the progress and all the positivity and everything goes out the window because that man came back and beat you in the biggest game we've ever witnessed in Detroit. You win that game, you can legitimately start to say to your friends and family, we could go to the Super Bowl. You lose that game and we don't get over it. It's SOL. It's King SOL. It's SOL's Lifetime Achievement Award. I want to know if you agree with this. I think the Lions win. I can't wait to watch the game. I want Stafford to go down. I'm going to be at the game. I'll go interview Matthew about how it felt to lose in Detroit yet again in the postseason or when the playoffs were on the line. But if it goes the other way, and it could, two and a half point spread in favor of the Lions. Rams have won seven of eight. If it goes the other way, I don't know how you get over this. It's crippling. Let me know. If the Rams come in on Sunday night football in front of all the sea, Tarico and Collinsworth in the booth, a ridiculously rabid Lions fan base in the stands. Is that same Old Lions? That's Saul playing the long game. I had to get this out of the way. I had to ask that question. It's been something that's been on my mind. I gave it to you. You tell me what you think. I <sighs> wasn't very nervous about this game. I was so excited on Sunday. I was on the phone with Rico from the afternoon show, walking back to my car from Ford Field to Compuware, where you park, listening to him give me play-by-play of Rams Niners. I was cheering my ass off to Rico when the Rams went for the two-point conversion and pulled off the victory. I was so excited driving home, Rams, Stafford, Ford Field, playoff, nothing like it. Monday, it was all about Michigan. Tuesday, after you get over the glow of Michigan and winning it all, that's when it hit me. That's when the question was asked to me, and that's when it hit me. Is it SOL if Stafford beats you? I don't know what else you could possibly call it. And even the most strict SOL naysayers and haters, you would agree too. So let me know. Comment section. Podcast is out of the way. I had to get this out there. Let me know. If Stafford beats you, is it SOL? On the other hand, if the Lions win, and I think the Lions win this football game, I've said that numerous times already if you're listening, if the Lions win, doesn't it automatically make you like legitimate? And it allows you to think about the special things that other fan bases think about this time of year. Let me know. Here's the other thing, by the way, and I've seen this all over social media and I want to support it. I am all for a Matthew Stafford jersey ban. The only nine in Honolulu blue or white or gray that I want to see is Jameson Williams jerseys. No Matthew Stafford. If you're a Lions fan and you're wearing Stafford's nine to the game, they should make you burn it take it off, can't do it, won't do it. There should be security guards there. They'll give you a Lions t-shirt. You can't do it. You cannot wear a Stafford 9 to the game. I did a show with Wojo, I think it was last week, and he was of the belief that there's still a lot of Stafford fans out there. No, there's not. Everybody is going to have one goal, to kick the shit out of the Rams to celebrate winning a playoff game. That's the goal. Two years ago, Stafford going to the Super Bowl, that was just something to void your time. That was just something to fill the void. You had nothing else going on. The dead of winter. Oh, great. Guy that used to play here for 12 years just won a Super Bowl. That's what that was. It wasn't real. That was you needing something to do or feel good about yourself or something. This? We're all on the same page kick the crap out of the Rams and no Stafford jerseys. The only Stafford jersey should be like Kelly and her kids and Dan Orlovsky sitting in the suite somewhere at Ford Field. That should be the only Stafford jerseys you see. And the one on the field that hopefully the Lions are sacking over and over and over again. Can we get this going? No Stafford nines on Sunday. After Sunday, go back. Wear it if you want, mow the lawn in it, paint or something in it. I don't give a damn, but not on Sunday. We all have to be on the same page. Every little bit helps. I am very nervous about this game. You can't lose to that guy. Reputation-wise for myself, I've spent 12 years, not 12 years, like six years bashing the guy. So if he not only wins a Super Bowl, but then comes back to Detroit and beats the Lions in a playoff game, I probably got to quit podcast career done can you call this a career i don't even know <sighs> please don't let it happen i'm not quitting i've come too far all right i'm about to break down right in front of you so let me know comment section below if stafford wins is it sol and are you with me no nine stafford jerseys allowed Let's get to some comments. Last podcast is all about Michigan winning the natty. Let's see what people are saying. People are fired up. Podcast titled National Champions. Well, that wasn't it. Right there. See what people are saying. Dan Spano says, Go Blue, what a year for football in the state of Michigan. U of M are national champions. The Lions are hosting a home playoff game. Who would have thought it? Andre Horton, 4996. Wolverines for life. I'm so damn happy. Go Blue. I didn't sleep much last night. Just happy. couple more for you. Jared Goff, the man. I like that. Great analysis. You're the GOAT. Go blue. It even got a like. How about that? Somebody even liked it. That's pretty nice of somebody. Strachan 3S. Ward Manuel deserves credit for keeping Jim Harbaugh when many were calling for his firing. Go blue. Couple more for you. David Field, 62-23. We weren't worried about Penix because we knew quit acting surprised. I'm still surprised. Michael Penix stunk on Monday night and the Michigan defense was a big reason why. And then how about one more? Um, awesome guy, 1961. Hey Jeff, can you upgrade your camera? It always looks like I'm looking through a greasy screen at the videos. Is that right? I mean, this is a rather new iPad. I feel. Oh, like boop, 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 boop. Is that better? Probably not. Right. All right. That's the podcast for today. Let me know comment section. First of all, How was it as a Michigan fan tormenting your buddies that are State and Buckeye fans? And then also, if Matthew Stafford wins on Sunday night, and I want to think about it, is that same old Lions? The answer is yes. How much does that set the Lions back? Does it erase all the positivity and good vibes and progress they've made this season? Let me know. It's a big game. It's the biggest game of our life. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. Biggest game of our life. Catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. We'll break down the game, the X's and O's. Matthew Stafford talks. Jared Goff talks. We'll bring you audio. And then on Friday, we'll talk to Jim Costa. Stafford lover himself. Will he be rooting for Matthew? Will he admit to rooting for Matthew? We'll get into that on Friday. All right, guys, have a great Wednesday. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye bye. This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.